Radiant, activate. Just kidding. Welcome to the <laughs> Radiant Black Podcast. Uh, this is another episode, the fourth episode, I think, of Radiant Roster. Unfortunately, you know, I, I, I haven't gotten to using the bath bomb yet. I'm pretty sure I was going to find a Radiant inside, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's still shipping. I How many baths have you taken thing. since you got it, though? Have you made the decision to take a bath without it, or just no baths? No, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to wait for a sign from the cosmos, you know, like whether it starts glowing or something. A shooting like, star or something at the window. Goblet of fire style, like, you know, <laughs> Harry's <laughs> in the bathroom with the get with the egg. But yeah. um, no, uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Radiant Black Podcast. I'm joined today by my friends Matt and Ali, and we're going to be doing the fourth episode of Radiant Roster. Radiant Roster is basically like a little partner, like a, a different it's a segment show. on our show. Yeah, it's a side show where we talk about other comic books, pop culture, TV shows, what, you know, whatever have you. And we also sometimes just talk about brief reading black news. It's sometimes... Wow, I just said sometimes so many times. <laughs> there are times when uh, there's a big gap between Radiant Black issues, and it's very rare. And this time, I think the last issue was December 22nd, and we're getting the next one on February 9th. So, two days. Yeah, two days. So we decided to fill that gap with you know some interesting discussion of other pop culture things. How have you guys been doing? Great. We're the Radiant Raw Stars, you know, uh, take a page out of Space Jam's book. I'm excited to be here. Didn't know we were doing this podcast two minutes ago. I actually bought a black market Radiant Bath Bomb that I was just about to submerge into a wasted bath before I was uh, called into action here. But yeah, let's talk about the miscellaneous comic goings on because uh, it's not only been a lot going on in the Radiant Black universe, but there's been some really cool comic stuff and pop culture and TV stuff uh, to talk about. So I'm down for it. Yeah, yeah I've been uh, I've been doing good. You gotta let me know how that bath bomb is. Though. I still haven't used mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm honestly like scared to use it because like it's so shiny and cool and it's shape it's so very fragrant aesthetic. too. By the way, yeah, it's yeah, very fragrant. Yeah. So I'll just leave it in my room and smell radiant. <laughs> you know? And then when everyone uh, comes into my room and asks me what's that smell, I'm gonna say radiant black baby. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um. But so speaking of radiant black. There's been a lot of Radiant Black news, and unfortunately, by the time this episode goes live, which could be tonight, could be tomorrow, most likely tomorrow, um, we're going to be past FOC, but the last FOC we just passed was for Rogue Sun and Radiant Red number one. Um, obviously, everyone who's listen, who listens to this podcast is well aware at this point of what Rogue Sun and Radiant Red uh, are, but if you're not, so Radiant Red number one is a spinoff miniseries uh, with... Uh, Focusing on Satomi, it's five-issue miniseries being written by Cherish Chen with art by David LaFuente. And I believe Mikhail Moreto is still doing the colors, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, same team that he brought you, uh, Radiant Black issue number six. And, you know, I was pretty pumped. We we had some, you know, we, we had some speculation as to whether that was going to be a reality in the earlier episodes of the podcast. And I was pretty happy myself to see that. What did you guys think? Yeah, no, it's definitely exciting. I I liked issue six. I like getting to know each of the Radiants a little bit more. And Satomi so far has been, I guess, the most uh, interesting one other than Nathan or Marshall just because of our whole situation. So it's nice to get some more into it or have some kind of conclusion to it. Yeah. yeah, a lot's happened already in the Radiant Black and like the uh, what are we 11 issues proper that we've seen so far. And it's cool to see different perspectives and more world building uh, in an already uh, pretty grand world. I, I would say it's fleshed out, but I mean, we know more about a lot of characters than others, but it's a big universe now that we've already we're already enveloped in. So it's the more in that universe we get, the better. And uh, Kyle really uh, seems big on Cherish. And I like uh, what they pulled off in uh 
in issue six. So I'm all for it and I'm looking forward to reading it next month. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, Rogue Son by Ra- Ryan Parrott and Abel, um, that's great. It's, you know, really Chris, El- Chris O'Halloran's doing colors, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to double check that. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited for Rogue Son. You know, we talked about this earlier on the previous episodes about whether we, we thought there was going to be a trailer for Rogue Son. And I think most of it's most of us thought most likely. And man, did you see that trailer? That was awesome. Was <laughs> like, really? That was so yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Matt, have you seen the, the Rogue Son trailer? I didn't. I'm aware of it. And I'm sure a lot of people put a lot of blood, sweat and tears in it. Did we get Crisis Couture, another band to make a theme song for it? Uh, no, unfortunately, there is no theme song, but there are some uh, amazing video graphics by Alex Siegel. And I believe who I want to know if <laughs> he's, you know, if this guy is like who they named the main character after because, you know, Dylan Siegel, Alex Siegel. I don't know. They have the literal same last name. Cool. And I can't remember who did the voiceover, but uh, yeah, I said there was a really cool voiceover in the trailer. Kind of reminded me of like an Optimus Prime kind of vibe. I believe it was um, a sort of father uh, rogue son passing down the mantle, Marcus passing down the mantle to Dylan kind of way. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like he's giving him the legacy speech. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see it. But I, with me in trailers and stuff, I, if I know I'm going to read it or, or watch it, I'll usually leave the trailers by the wayside. I mean, Radiant Black, of course, like it's cool to know it for this. And I will go and watch the trailer. But yeah, no, I'm sure it's amazing. But yeah, sometimes I just don't watch trailers for stuff that I'm already locked. It's like, no, 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 you already have my money. Don't don't waste any more money on <laughs> uh, on advertisement. You got my money. Just focus more on uh, production and stuff. But uh, I'm sure it wasn't wasted if it's as awesome as you guys say it is. No, I feel yeah. you. Sometimes you just want to experience it firsthand. I get it. Yeah, and speaking of Ryan Parrott, I just want to say congratulations to Ryan. We recently had him on the podcast, but obviously that's not why I'm congratulating him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm congratulating him because um, Dead Day got optioned, and he said this isn't just, you know, one of those, like, options that's when is this going to ever happen. There's, like, straight-to-pilot kind of option. So congratulations, Ryan Parrott. I just ordered my first copy. I, I checked out the synopsis of the book. I hadn't heard of it before. You tweeted about it. Uh, recently and my god it sounds awesome i can't wait to read it and uh yeah just just awesome news sounds like it's going to be a cool show have you guys heard about dead day no but i'll parrot what you said in uh (laughs) saying that yeah i didn't make that pun the whole time we was on the podcast and hopefully listening i'm sorry but if i you know that's who i am i wouldn't be me if i didn't but yeah no it sounds really cool Uh, it's really awesome how comics are basically just modern day like scripts to auction off as pilots it's cool and that you can still see two different versions of a product on the in whether it's tv or movie or uh, a little bit more freedom in the comic book form so it's really cool just to see how important the you know the it's comic books are like the lifeblood of the entertainment industry right now in a lot of ways you look at what you see in boba fett and all that stuff even then they're like taking all the streams lead down into this well and i think it's really cool to see that yeah, I mean, Dead Day, um, sorry, I just want to correct myself, straight to series order, so hopefully a whole season, if, if uh, anything. And uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's about, according to Deadline here, the summary, it's about Dead Day follows an ensemble of characters as they navigate the annual Dead Day, when for one night the dead come back to complete unfinished business, be that to celebrate a night back on Earth or to torment the living. Once I read that synopsis, I thought that was really cool. That's like initially what... Um, piqued my interest so i can't wait for my copy to come in and then uh, the trade paperback and the first issue obviously and um cool concept i like that yeah great concept yeah and uh, moving on to other uh, news we've got some awesome radium black news first of all i want to shout out uh 
Ritesh Babu for writing this fantastic article on Polygon called The Radiant Black Universe is Taking Shape and Now's the Time to Get In, a guide to Image Comics' nascent superhero sci-fi saga. So um, not only is this a fantastic article uh, outlining the development of Radiant Blacks uh, as a super superhero uh, comic book and image in a universe, but it also gives us a, br- a brief introduction for those who are unfamiliar with the property to the current Radiance or the team with Radiant Red, Pink, Black, Yellow. And it also gives us a peek into the upcoming characters who we're going to get to know in Supermassive and future Rating Black issues. And this includes Inferno Girl Red, Rogue Sun, um, other what we're calling Radiant Rogues, which I think is a brilliant name. Um, Excel, we've got Doppler, we've got Mecha, we've got Sheer, who, by the way, is amazing. That Radiant Black number 14 um, Cover A by Marcelo Costa, homaging Incredible Hulk McFarlane cover is just beautiful with sheer on it. Oh my God, sweetness! Yeah, it's just oh yeah, Italian pinching fingers kind of sweetness. And um, <laughs> chef's and, kiss. Yeah, yeah, exactly, chef's kiss. And uh, like back the description of it better than that. <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, that cover obviously stands out immediately. That immediately is one of the big ones that I'll be remembering in the uh, sea of great reading black comics. You do think of that awesome Hulk cover, so obviously a fantastic homage. Yeah, exactly. And so not only is that awesome, but we've also we're getting shift. We're getting all these awesome characters. And one thing that makes me especially happy, because this is another thing and you're going to hear me. Honestly, we can make a drinking game out of how many times you're going to hear me say, oh, that's another thing we talked about on the podcast. But um, <laughs> this is another thing we talked about on the podcast. And it's Kyle Higgins, Daniele Dunaculo and Walter Bayamonte reunite for shift. So it says here a fantastic article from the folks over at FN Cool. That uh, Kyle Higgins and Daniel Dinakula, who both left the Power Rangers brand after Shattered Grid, are going to be reuniting for um, a, a story about Shift, the new Radiant Black, uh, the new character in the Radiant Black universe. And we saw that this is going to come in the new um, celebration of Image Comics' 30th anniversary. And the the most amazing thing about that reveal was that. The first issue of the Image Comics Celebration, which I believe is called, uh, what is, it? is it just called like Image Exclamation Mark? I think so, yeah. 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 So Image Exclamation Mark, you gotta you gotta exclaim the exclamation mark, is uh it's it's a 12 issue series apparently with different stories from different creators of Image Comics and different series. Kirkman, and, I hope that's what you're saving Science Dog for. Please. <laughs> but, but people are saying like I don't know if you guys have heard the latest episode of the Invincible Podcast, aka Circle of I News. Shout out Invincible Podcast, you guys are awesome. Um, they talked about you know they were speculating about whether we were going to get a Marky and uh, like an Invincible story at all in the mm. in the yeah because you know Kirkman and so it's just like and Cory Walker so I was like okay like we'll see I I I've gotten my hopes up several times now but. Uh, I don't know. There was some interesting conversation on that episode. So, yeah, it would be pretty sweet to get. That would um, be nice. And then, yeah, like Invincible and Radiant Black, take my money. Take all my money. <laughs> Oblivion uh, Song has the tools to do the ultimate image crossover. <laughs> and I'm just saying I'm not going to be – I'm not looking for writers or I'm not going to sue anybody if they use that. But holy shit, like, come on. It's it's right there to do something amazing. And either way, even if they don't use my stupid ideas, like, you know they got something good cooking. Like, maybe Skybound uh, X was just, uh, you know, a, a taste of what we could see in this when it's not just Kirkman stuff and the Skybound stuff, but all the image people. And was that Radiant Black on cover A of that? Uh, yeah, Radiant Black on cover A, yeah. And he's That's reading, he's reading Youngblood. A. 
That's he's sitting. A, yeah. He's sitting on the image logo, reading Youngblood, and I believe this is a homage to yeah. a, a Spider-Man issue. I'm not entirely sure who the artist for that Spider-Man issue was the, of the cover that you know that the image number one is homaging. But it's been it, the comparisons have been made. You can Google it. Anyway, um, that shows that's faith also, in our boy uh, Radiant Black. <laughs> at that point, if yeah. he's oh, on the that's, cover, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of faith from Image, and at the same time, um, that's awesome. Like Radiant Black's awesome. I hope more people get into the series. We've talked about how fantastic everything has been, and it's just it's the beginning of Radiant Black. This is literally year one has just just come to an end, right? Like I mean, February 11th. You know, that's gonna be. February 10th, sorry, that's going to be the first year anniversary of Running Black. So, so much has happened uh, since then. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future. This is just this is awesome. And I know a lot of Image Comics fans are very excited for this. There's a lot to be excited about, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, who knows what, what we're going to see? I'm excited. Yeah, speaking next, of next Image Comics. are going to be great. Yeah. Sorry, I, no, 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 it's totally fine. There's a Screen Rant article released today by Liam McGuire, which is saying that Firepower is getting its first ever connecting covers by Kim Young-gi. And this just Ooh, yeah, looks awesome. It. Yeah, and really they, oh my god, have you seen? They look amazing. So and not only, not only are we getting those, but it says in this article that the variant covers will help kick off a brand new arc of Firepower, which will also feature additional variants from David Finch and Dave McKaig, and a variant from Bone creator Jeff Smith. I mean, come on, it doesn't get better than that. It's a star-studded lineup right there. Firepower yeah, we definitely did get boned as far as the creators go here. That's <laughs> sweet. I, I hope they release the whole image as a poster. This would make a pretty dope poster. Yeah. yeah yeah no 100 percent. like i just i love i love it i love it so much i love that they brought like they're bringing in more asian artists to do more variants for firepower because man the, the variants are amazing and this is definitely one where i'm going to be picking up every single connecting cover like it's not even up for contention at this point um so yeah firepower on hiatus this is a, a series we've talked about on previous episodes of radiant roster if you haven't gotten on this series now is the perfect time it's on the break until may so you've got plenty of time to check it out. i thought it was april too yeah april, april? 6th. Uh, so i think it says here that it's may let's see yeah, yeah in the, sure in the april. article oh no april 6th april april yeah. you have yeah. at least two months to catch up Yep, April 6th. But I, I am just going to say, and maybe this is unrelated because this is Somni and that's Lorenzo Di Felice and a different like uh, creative team, but a lot of, like Oblivion Song 35 to 36 has gotten delayed so many times, like at least four four times already. So if we're going off the schedule of Oblivion Song and just even just like Radiant Black, for example, which has gotten delayed several times, like Supermassive has been delayed, Rogue Song has been delayed, the whole schedule has been delayed. And of course, this isn't no blame here and uh, these are just the circumstances with COVID. so what we're trying to say is all uh, release dates are tbd like if we're being completely honest because everything is subject to change well in these uncertain times no but uh, you know <laughs> uh, beyond that it's cool with all these indie delays like it sucks but i mean there's so many other stuff that's coming back from delays like saga which i haven't started yet Bash, oh, yeah. you and Mara i picked up i picked up 55 i haven't read it yet but i picked it up i i hearing i'm hearing everyone raving about it so i'm very excited yeah one of my friends is going to lend me uh the hard copies pretty soon he's super into it and another series that came back from hiatus is uh noctera which i was liking Ooh, that yeah, yeah. i think oh, Black Top Bill is one of my favorite villains. Uh, that's of the modern era. I think he's really cool. Uh, they're gonna do some cool stuff with him. And Those Noctera, are some nice two issues too. That they came back with the Black Top Bill special and number seven. Well, I didn't, yeah. didn't even read that. 
so I'll be uh, on the hunt for that as well. I just read the uh, it's a it's a new arc and uh, a lot of math stuff. And even this writer understood the math references. So no, it was it was really enjoyable. So yeah, check out Noctera if you guys haven't yet. Yeah, for sure. Noctera is awesome. And I know they were doing that promo thing where if your store ordered a certain amount of copies of the trade paperback, then they were giving out the trade paperback signed by Scott Snyder and um, Tony Daniels. So. I know I got a copy because I was like, hell yeah, Scott Snyder. That's all? If, if, if whichever yeah. store buys the most, they should block out the sun for the day, Mr. Burns style. Jesus Christ. We've got to start getting world by night for real. But uh, yes, anyway, so much to look forward to. One thing I've been excited about uh, to talk about is one of my favorite indies, which actually the sequel for it just got past FOC today. So um, this comic book by IDW called The Kill Lock, and it's done story and art by Livio Ramondelli, who actually some of the people in the Reading Black Discord will already be familiar with because he did a variant for Supermassive and with lettering by Tom B. Long and editing by David Marriott. So this is an awesome story about four four robots who are found guilty of irredeemable crimes and they've been banished from their homes and they're bound together by a program called the Kill Lock. And what happens basically is if one of them die, they all die. So now these these soldiers are sorry, these robots, they're from a universe where robots are pretty common. So there's a lot of different classes of robots. And here we have a soldier, an addict, an addict is a worker class, uh, a murderer or labor class, a murderer. And I think the murderer is an artisan smart. class. Artisan. Yeah. They're like and the then, smart guys. They build stuff. And then we have a child who's just a, who's just a kid robot. And they find that they have to survive and work together in different ways, basically, to stay alive. It's really, it's really, I think, I think this is the kind of comic book where you literally just have to hand the book. You don't even have to, like, give someone the book. You could just send them the link to the previews world uh, uh, page and they could see the preview. Like, they, they have a preview for the first four pages and they'll just see the art. And you can see, like, in the first... Uh, the first page of dialogue, there's a question. You, you meet the artisan for the first time, and he literally just looks at a labor class, and he's like, excuse Like This is the very first words of dialogue in the whole book, and he's just like, excuse me, but that is the most fucked up face I've ever seen. <laughs> that was, that was low-key one of my favorite yeah. parts. Like Literally, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, this looks cool. You told me about it. Let's check it out. And then, boom, right after that line, I'm hooked. Yeah, and he's just like, he's just like, I what? And he's just like, your face, you you didn't choose it, right? I mean, you couldn't have. And he's like, I'm a labor class, the rock mining division here. This is our standard design. And just like it continues from there. But I was sold on the book immediately from there. I was just like, wow, this is very creative. I really like um, the atmosphere within the book. It's pure sci-fi. We're, we're just thrust into this world with robots and you kind of just learn your way as, as you go. I really liked the lettering throughout the book. I think the the lettering for the Wraith was especially cool because it really sells you on his mission. Kind of reminded me of Ezreal back in the day. This like holy mission kind of that they're sworn to. It's kind of like how Asgardians talk in Marvel too. You know, they have their own uh, lettering style. It's kind of yeah. like that more bold and more more powerful really lends to his lore. Yeah, and you know, one thing I really like about this book is is the unpredictability of it you you read a lot of books these days and i feel like in some ways the status quo of the book is something that you've seen before and i think that's the beauty 
of creator own comics or indie comics is that you get these worlds or these stories or characters where you're not beholden to centuries or years and years of of um of continuity or or, or some sort of status quo so here we we see that like it's actually not very predictable there's a lot of weird shit that happens in the story like you're just like whoa like really like you you wouldn't it doesn't take you in directions that you would expect it's actually very creative and i i really enjoyed that aspect of the story even towards the end i was just like shocked by the ending in a good way and now we're not going to spoil this because i think a lot of people really should check this out it's uh it's worth taking a look at there's what i liked about it too is that you know like you said it's a whole different universe but he does a great job explaining enough to let you understand what's going on without kind of laying everything out and at the same time too there's like some kind of slight commentary on social commentary on society on Mm -hmm. class but it's never it's never the main focus or in your face but you see those themes come up throughout the whole um six issues yeah i think the dialogue is very i like i like when the dialogue is realistic and i feel like here the dialogue was very realistic like people talk like you know when you're reading a comic and sometimes like detective comics, some issues can be like this or, you know, some issues of Batman or, you know, just like like DC or Marvel in general sometimes can be like this where you're reading something and it's like nobody ever talks like that in real life. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like nobody ever talks like that. Like, you know, like nobody ever says things like that. Like, huh? And it's not even like the words. It's just the manner of speech. Like nobody speaks like that in real life. There's like Batman, here's some exposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's like. It's a, you understand, you know, there's liberties that you take creatively. But one thing I really like about the story is that the way that people talk is very realistic. It's very, like, organic. It kind of seems, even though they're robots, it seems realistic. It seems like this is how someone would speak to someone else in this situation. Like, this is how they would react. There's emotion. There's, there's a, lot, a lot of stakes. And and there's a lot of swearing. Like, a lot of swearing. <laughs> like, surprising yeah, amount of swearing. Definitely not for, yeah. uh, for young readers. Yeah, I'd say like 16, 17 plus, as suggested by that. Yeah, but uh, no, it's an awesome series. The um, the sequel called The Kill Lock, The Artisan Wraith, which if you've read the story, you'll understand the, the title. Um, it's 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 uh, it's coming out very soon. I believe it releases March 9, 2022. So for those of us or those of others out there who enjoyed this story, uh, you know, there's more to come. And I'm very excited about that. This one seems even longer. It's a seven issue miniseries. So I'm, I'm just very excited. And one thing to explain on what you said earlier is that not only is the writing good, but I feel like in this being imp- impressive, especially being from the same writer and artist, I feel like um, the robots, like the world is crafted in a way where it's very well developed to the point where there's a lot of a lot of uniqueness that is is evident even just by like just through a quick read like you don't it, it's not difficult to differentiate between the different types of robots because they're so well differentiated like the artisan looks a very particular way acts a very particular way has very unique tools at its disposal while the wraith is you know it's programmed a completely different way serves a completely different function yeah. and it's their, very their visual design helps you understand yeah. what their function within their society yeah. is too yeah like yeah. even without explaining it in in words or dialogue or whatever yeah yeah and so, some of the shots of the world are absolutely gorgeous you know there's a contrast between some some i'm assuming they're digitally colored and uh, illustrated images and some painted ones where you could see it almost reminds me of decorum in a way so my god it's very honestly underrated comic book that 
doesn't get spoken about enough. So if you haven't checked out The Kill Lock I highly by, by Livio Ramondelli, I highly recommend it. Um, it's it's on Comixology Unlimited for those of you who have already asked. And uh, yeah, just uh, give it a chance. Speaking of, uh, any other developments you want to talk about in comics this week? I mean, one thing I guess we'll, we'll dive into a little bit because we can talk about this for hours, but I don't really want to talk about this for hours because it's pretty funny but what about fucking tosin oduye oh my god like what what like what happened there like what did like uh, for those of you who um who are not aware there's been some crazy murmur and uh and hype and just just movement in the market recently in the comic book market because last week last comic book was it last day, week it feels longer than that i think it was last week it might have been I two weeks it, ago yeah whatever. but uh but um yeah there was black panther number three in the new black panther run which came out and uh in this issue there's a first appearance of a new character a new hero people are assuming but no one knows for sure yet named tosin oduye but you know most everyone's just referring to him as tosin and he's just like this uh wakandan renegade because he comes from these different factions in wakanda and this one's like less Basically, they're very anti-technology, and they've been like they've been uh, discarded by the a uh, larger, I guess the, the they they're kind of like on the peripheral of Wakandan societies. Yeah, they literally like they li- literally live outside the city without technology yeah. off the earth or whatever. Yeah, but they I think I think one of the key points too they don't they don't like the fact that like main Wakandians use uh, vibranium to advance yeah. technology. They they more like worship it and try to understand it rather than yeah. Okay. use it for science yeah yeah you you feel like elements of like an eastern versus western perspective clash yeah. of like yeah. technology and you see that it's almost like they have a more eastern perspective on technology they have a more spiritual and holistic perspective on something like vibranium where they they according to the to john ridley the writer himself he wrote it as they will find vibranium and use it spiritually and within rituals to uh they even like you have vibranium tattoos on their body and they're like permanent. And these vibranium tattoos give them powers, give certain parts of them powers, depending on the relationship with like the land and the vibranium itself. So it's very interesting. And you see that Tosin himself has powers. And uh, yeah, this book blew up like crazy. I think cover A is selling right now for 50 to 60 US dollars. And uh, the 125, I think hit a peak of 600 or 700, <laughs> which is like, like it's a, it's, there's there's no words to like, describe it man like it's, there's it's a bleeding cool article how what issue is it black panther three. number black three. three yeah bleeding cool, uh, <laughs> nice yeah bleeding <laughs> cool out there put put out an article comparing tosin uh to miles morales saying like this is the next miles morales so that got collectors in a frenzy and everybody was rushing out there to buy this book and it's just interesting to see it, it, it's been a while i guess I've, i'd say to see people kind of frenzy for a book like this i mean really frenzy when's the last time you saw a 125 comic go above 200 dollars, for example like, like maybe robin within king? a week of release yeah within, yeah yeah like within yeah. a few days of release like robin king maybe that's the last time i can think of that was like 200 bucks um yeah the robin and, king is what came to yeah. mind for me and we all know he's an integral part of the tapestry that yeah, but um, it's interesting because people are already talking about how Black Panther number five. And speaking of people out there, put that on your pre-order list if you're interested in this whole uh, 
situation story because Black Panther number five has a cover that looks to be somewhat homaging Ultimate Fallout number four, which is the first appearance of Miles Morales. And uh, yeah, you never know. Is this guy gonna become the new, uh, the new, the, the new, you know, leader of Wakanda? Are they gonna overthrow the current Wakandan um, government and and you know assume control? What's gonna happen? It's it's interesting. I don't know. I, I read uh, the yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying I read the first few issues after you suggested them, and I was I was interested in all the political aspects of the story. And when I say political, I don't mean real life politics. I just mean like Wakandan politics, like the 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 issues that occur within Wakanda day to day and how there's different factions basically fighting for power and how they moved from a monarchy to a democracy recently so all that stuff's kind of interesting to me to see all these factions fighting for power and all these new characters and just to see like um this other side of T'Challa that I feel like hasn't been explored as much this like dark uh strategist you know like uh 4D chess kind of T'Challa who almost like batman kind of t'challa so it's really interesting yeah that's yeah. that's kind of what i wanted to say it's it's a apart from the tosin craze it's it's a good read so far the first three issues at least yeah i, I recommend the new black panther if you're a fan of black panther i'm not a fan of black panther i'm i don't <laughs> i don't i don't dislike black panther i'm just i just never find myself buying black panther books but i bought the first three issues of this run and i really enjoyed them so i highly recommend i read of black panther was that killmonger run around the movie um, I like the, uh, Killmonger school, and I, I like it. It's, it's just, this guy, uh, this guy's a lot like Killmonger. This Tosin guy, like he's he's sound, a lot. Yeah, like, I'm getting yeah. Killmonger vibes. Yeah, he sounds. Yeah, he sounds a lot. He's like when I was reading the issue, he seems like he's Killmonger. Like so, it's like we'll, we'll see how that goes. I Ooh. just I just think comparing him to Miles is a little it's a little extra right now. Like this oh, guy's yeah, been yeah. out for a week. He, you, you know, you know, a comic book right. is everyone's it's a little crazy. Pump, everyone's yeah. gonna pump, pump, pump it up. They're not, even at, they're not even at slurp levels yet. Yeah. Got to pump it up. That's what they do, man. Off the jam. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we talk Boba Fett? Can we? Can we? Yes. Can we, can so, we open so, the, the Boba Fett book? Yes. So, Star Wars Book of Boba Fett um, warning. We're going to have some spoilers here. So, if you're not caught up on the newest episode, I, you know, I would I would stop listening because we're going to talk spoilers anyway. Book of Boba Fett. I mean... We were we were really anticipating this series. I feel like everybody was. I don't think anybody out there wasn't anticipating this Book of Boba Fett series. Personally, I'm a little bit disappointed. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's great. I'm I know a lot of people who know me. They know I don't like to retread retread old ground. Like I'm not interested in something that's inconsequential. Like if you're gonna show me how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, that's fine. Show me how he got out of the pit, but don't show me literally where he's gone from the pit to get to today because. Tatooine's getting real old real soon, I'll say that. Exactly, exactly. Man, we we talked about this before several times. So we've talked about how rich the Star Wars universe is, how it's so big, how it's it's probably the biggest franchise in existence. Like honestly, if we're talking like yeah, like because like if we're talking uh, Pokemon's bigger, but yeah, Star Wars is up there. They're the big boys. I'm talking like as a developed universe. Like if we think about like is Pokemon as well developed as Star Wars? Like there's so many planets in Star Wars with different sorts of beings and species and stories and they've had an extra like twenty eras. years on them or like twenty five years or so. But yeah, you're right. It is yeah. definitely more well developed. That's what I'm like, saying. It's like it's such a rich world. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's like Pokemon in the sense that you could always make a new Pokemon game. Like you could always make a new Star Wars like book or a new Star Wars comic because there's just so much there. There's so like look look look. 
Can you think of anything other than Marvel or DC or Star Wars where you could literally just introduce any new character that will get people hyped? Because I can't like literally like if you were to think of the concept of of um, spoiler alert of uh, Cad Bane, right? If you were to think of something like Cad Bane, the concept is silly. He kind of looks like you know like I don't know like he looks silly. Like when you he's look like at an him, alien and a robot. Yeah, you take both. Exactly. You take like droids and an alien, put it together. He's exactly. cool. Exactly. He's, he's like McCree kind of also like the way he talks and the way he. Who, who are you talking about? You mean uh, you mean uh, Clayton Coleridge or whatever now? the? Fuck? Oh yeah, yeah sorry. I, I censored myself. Some shit like that. <laughs> it's something cool. It's like Cole Cassidy. Cole Cassidy. Yeah. yeah Cole it's Cassidy, so generic probably. and shitty. It's, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, Blizzard solved all their issues with that one. Way to go, Blizzard. Anyways. <laughs> no, he's just like your spaghetti western, like gun toting, like cow yeah. assassin. Because he fits he's in perfectly. Awesome. This is a yeah. western. Both of this, yeah. Mandalorian and Boba Fett, you have a lot of western tropes, and now you're putting in with the with the dark saber, you've got sword, you know, you've got medieval connotations now, so it's nice. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah, and my point is that you've got so many characters in this Star Wars universe that you've even got a Western alien. Like that's my point is that there's so much to 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 draw upon here. Ahsoka like, saying Thrawn's name last year got me like the biggest nerd chills. I don't even need to see him <laughs> in live action, but I was like, oh yeah, baby. Like that was you know it was a nerd guys, and like I was I was pumped. Like Ahsoka's cool, I, uh, and I love Rosario Dawson playing her, but just saying Thrawn, I'm like, yeah, we in this now, we up in this. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, but it's always awesome, and to see her again this season is always a uh, a blast. I really enjoy her, and being in the show is happy. That's a heel turn, though. How are yeah. people going to be hyped for that when they, she kept Grogu and, and Mando away from each other? I, it was a really nice, touching way they did it and why they did it, but it's still like you came in between, like the biggest, like uh, you know, not since Ellie and Joel have people cared about a you know a parental bond like this, and. Uh, I don't. It was super well done, but yeah, I don't. That's an interesting choice for, to have Ahsoka leading into her show. And that's the thing. It's just like you look at Grogu and you see that's even what reinforces my point of like that's another character who's not even from the source material, who's a brand new character who came out, who people just love, who've grown to. He's, he's just become a hit in every sense of the word. Products have been made of uh, of him. You know, everybody knows who Grogu, Grogu or Baby Yoda is at this point. So. Yeah, like that's that's just the like the universe, the Star Wars universe is so rich, and I'm always excited to see the chatter and the hype. Like we saw Black Crescent in the season, we saw uh, he was know, awesome. Mando. I love yeah. him. We got oh, some yeah, extra Black huts. Man. When I saw the huts, I'm hyped. I'm always hyped for those <laughs> stupid huts. I went and uh, yeah, no, it, it's great. The huts are just the concept of how they get anywhere and have any power is just ridiculous to me, and I I love it. I, and it was nice seeing that. And what's his name? What's the name of that Wookiee? Black. Black Crescent. He was really cool. I found like he makes Chewbacca look like a, like a high school stoner, and Blackie Stan <laughs> is like or whatever is like the the jock there that just like spiked the football. Even though he got like his ass kicked, he's still badass. He's got the brass knucks. Like you know he's pissed off. It's like battle that battle beast energy I've been missing until Invincible season two. Yeah, I honestly like don't think they've done Black Crescent justice. Like I don't think he's done bad there or anything. I just think like compared to how he is in the in the comic, he'll be back for the war. Yeah, like he he fights Chewie. He fights like. Uh, he works with Doctor Afra several times. He fights Obi Wan at some point. Like he's he's badass as hell, man. He's he's like really badass. Like he can Whoa. he can take a boba, honestly. Like he might pop up fight. in that Obi Wan show since we're chilling on Tatooine for the rest the, the, of our the, lives here. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the speculation. We're like speculation that not only is he going to pop up pop, pop up on the Obi Wan, but there's also a recently newly announced uh, Obi Wan comic from from Marvel. It's coming out, I think, in May. So Obi Wan the Milking continues or whatever. <laughs> no, <I don't> know, <laughs> but really, yeah. okay. 
I, I hope it's good. Everyone loves Obi Wan, but yeah, no, he could maybe uh, Black Years End. Like he could pop up even. Maybe he'll be like a new religious leader on Tatooine. Who knows? Anything can happen. But oh, one thing: the aliens that have like long tentacles or whatever, like for the like they have in the uh, the cantina and stuff. When they're when they're like any color resembling human flesh color, they're creepy. They should be like yellow or or like purple. <laughs> That's my opinion, and it is fact. No, but yeah. Um, one thing: what do you think of uh, Luke's face? Did it look weird? I thought it looked kind of weird, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm not like I I think I thought it looked better than than the Mandalorian, but it wasn't perfect. And I just I think they should just cast like Sebastian Stan or something. And cut they their should losses. get yeah. Sebastian Stan, and the voice doesn't sound it sounds tacked on. That's me. what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Is it? I heard. I'm not I'm not sure, but I I read that it's um it's like an AI voice. It's not a voice actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a voice actor. I think it's an AI, but I'm not 100% sure. They said that the whole like video was AI. That like Mark Hamill didn't come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. Did he come in for Mando? Yeah. Did he come yeah, in for Mando? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I saw him do like behind the scenes stuff. I think they mapped it onto his face. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought that what they did with Grogu was nice in that. Like, I liked that episode. That was the best one. The first couple episodes, three episodes are slow. Like, I like what they did with the sand people and stuff like that. But man, I thought yeah. he was going to get like a little helmet or some shit. And this dude got like a little male koi or like a little male like, like, it's so stupid, man. It's, it's like not a little, even, like, it's just yeah. like blue text. He's not even getting the purple, let alone the orange legendary stuff. You know, like he he's getting like the little chainmail. But I love that choice where it's like, hey, do you want the do you want the do you want the sword? Do you want to be an attack? Well, it's, or not, it's not it's not just the sword. It's Yoda's like lightsaber. Oh, that was yeah. yeah, that's right. It was like mini. It was, it was like the ones they use as like chopsticks on Futurama, which I like. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, they've done it well. I mean. Grogu getting trained and stuff was more training than we've seen in other entries in the Star Wars series. It's so hilarious to me with the trilogy. We're like, we just don't have any source material to pull from. And then Favreau and Filoni are like, well, we do have Cad Bane, you know, Ahsoka, like all these like characters that have been in the back in the background that are finally getting fleshed out. Like people don't know who Thrawn is. My dad, I watched this with him. He's like, he didn't know anything about Ahsoka. I was like, yeah, that's Anakin's apprentice. He's like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like people don't know this stuff. Yeah. But they should really reinstate it. Yeah, and we've talked about this before when we've said, like, we can't wait for others, like Thrawn or other eras, like the uh, the Old Republic, or, you know, even me personally, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of the, aren't High fans Council. of the High Republic, but oh, yeah. I really, I, I really like the High Republic, so I think it's pretty cool, um, but yeah, I obviously prefer the Old Republic, but even, like, there's been rumors of, like, a Knights of Ren series, and you know, with the recent issues focusing on Crimson Rain, they've all been really good. Star Wars is in a really good place right now. And yeah, Book of Boba Fett was awesome. I'm just hearing murmur. A lot of people are like speculating as to whether we're going to get another appearance or cameo in the season finale, which I believe is the next episode, right? Yeah, I checked one episode left. I'm pretty sure according yeah. to be seven. Yeah, so I'm hearing chatter. Some people think maybe we'll get a small cameo of Dr. Afra. I really hope so. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah. It's Young Han, right? Or Darth Maul, right? Is Darth, Darth Maul is on the table, I think. That would be awesome if Darth Maul showed up in the day. Yeah, and honestly, anyone shows up. At this point, I'm pretty satisfied with the cameos and appearances we've gotten already. But, you know, if we get more, that'll be cool too. So. I'm hoping that people listen to this the day it comes out because it'll probably be like Wednesday and then uh, they can go home and see if we're, we're right. But yeah, we're recording this before we've seen the the finale. It's all that matters. Just, just go yeah. up and find out whether we were right. 
Yeah, that's what only all that matters if you're right. That's it. Doesn't matter. Nothing else. But yeah, no, production value is really good as usual. I think Favreau, you know, Disney, whenever John Favreau says he wants to do something, they should just like, yes, yes, please. And thank you for still working with us and not take because like <laughs> other people would poach him. And, you know, Cowboy Dave there, he, he has such a love that he described the way he described the Duel of Fates made me actually give a shit about something in the prequels. Like when it was literally like how it's literally like a duel for the future of, of, of Anakin and of Darth Vader. Like if if Qui-Gon doesn't die there, who knows how the, the entire Star Wars saga as we know it is entirely different. So that is a very important fight that deserves the amazing orchestral score and everything. So Filoni actually, like, if I'm George Lucas too, I'm going to have him on retainer. Like, I know George loves Filoni, but, like, I would pay him, like, a million dollars a year just to keep, you know, trying to polish what I put out that may have resembled something you would find on the ground. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a take, and uh, sounds like you've been you thinking about that one for a while. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a uh, yeah. F- Filoni, he's the people's hero, of course. I mean, I I know I know people talk about uh, Marx, but uh, they they didn't know the Filoni was a man then. So yeah, Filoni, <laughs> Filoni is the people's man, and that's how it is. So um, he's the mob, yeah. not the Mister Pandaria, yeah. man, the people. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, yeah, it's just it's been an interesting it's just been interesting to see that the co- the the you know the complete life and final days of Obi Wan Kenobi coming as Marvel comic series like it's interesting that they're giving him that comic series um just the complete life and final days sounds like a very autobiographical <laughs> yeah but it says it's an autobiography style comic so um, written by Halt and Catch Fire creator oh isn't that uh, the Iron Man writer right now I forgot his name Christopher Campbell yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Anyway, um, other things to be excited about uh, coming in May or April. I mean, I'm, I bet oh, we got young. Jurassic uh, League there. Yeah, Ju- Jurassic League by Daniel Warren oh, Johnson, yeah. of course, of course. He's doing anything, the covers, anything, and, and he's writing it too. He's doing he's doing the covers and writing it, and Juan Gideon is doing the art. Yeah, and, and anything, Daniel and he's writing it too. He's co-writing yeah. it as well. Yeah. Yeah, anything Daniel Warren Johnson, just take my money. I don't care if writing or just take my money. It's Daniel Warren <laughs> Johnson. If you haven't read Murder Falcon yet, you're missing out on or Beta Ray Bill. comics. Or Beta Ray Bill, yeah, of course. We we already we already did that. I know. I'm just saying, Daniel yeah. Warren Johnson the catalog is uh, mighty awesome at this point. Fantastic. Board. Yeah, check out Daniel Warren Johnson, one of the most prolific and exciting comic book creators out there right now. And speaking of, like one of the things that's got me excited that's returning in. Uh, I believe April or May. April. It's Batman Beyond. We're getting a Ooh. Batman Beyond miniseries called Batman Beyond Neo Year, and it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I haven't looked into it, but any more Batman Beyond? Like, how there hasn't been a Batman Beyond movie yet? Like, that's what they should be making instead of Flashpoint to try to, you know, unsnyder this DCEU. Sorry, Snyder fans. But I think that <laughs> Batman Beyond... That's, that's going to get some hate. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I... I liked his Justice League. It's just be amazing if, you know, before we give you your full driver's license, you didn't crash three vehicles. Anyways, um, it would be, I think that Batman Beyond, there's so much money in Batman Beyond where, like, you, anything you can think of for the future, like, even just now, they 3D print Batarangs. That's something that, like, if they knew about 3D printing in the 2000s and they were making the TV show, you'd be doing that. Like, it's just, there's such cool stuff that you can do with Batman's tech, and then you've got Batman basically as, you know, uh, Obi-Wan and that stuff just like telling Terry what to do so there's so much money on the table and as a comic series like yeah I was I did on my poll list for most of the run until it ended so yeah I'm super excited for Batman Beyond yeah same here I mean, that was a that was a long run I believe it was 50 issues a great run it was really also, sad ended 
We showed a few years ago, we showed, you know, the outline of Batman's wang. Now let's get Batman behind with him as a caveman in the past. Can we get that? Dude, please? you know, you know what I found out? I found out that <laughs> this is a scary a... thing to go from what I just talked wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I found out, I found out that there's a, so you know how there's spider Gwen? Yeah. There's like penguin and it's like Peter, <laughs> Peter Porker, and it's like a penguin. I swear, to, I swear to God, yeah. No, it's like pe- it's penguin, and it's like a penguin. You can Google it. It's like Spider Gwen penguin. I didn't know about this before, and it, it's just so Does funny. she have a cigarette on a stick like Cobblepot, or just peng? Just penguin. No, it's called Penguin Stacy. But uh, okay, Gwen's name goes with everything. It's the guile theme of names. Yes, like, it's called Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Yeah. yeah, it's Spider Gwyn, oh but like U I N. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Penguin Stacy. <It's> like, <laughs> so, yeah. You can have Gwen Ten if you want to connect with the kids. <laughs> oh, that's do. a good one. That's yeah, a good they, one. There's just I'm I'm all for this like Marvel Spider Verse Gwen Spider Verse Gwen Verse whatever it's called. It's coming out. I'm all for that. I'm a big fan of Gwen. I like when they get silly. You never know if something fun could come out of this. But I was just genuinely surprised to see that there was a Penguin Stacy. Like, oh, my gosh. She has the ghost spider, like, get up on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. No, is anyone, does, do people call her ghost spider or is it just spider queen? Like, it's, 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 it's spider it's, queen. I, I think now it's ghost spider. Now, like. I know, like, officially, but, like. Yeah, but, like, I, I personally, I think most people refer to her as spider queen. I, I, I think when she first came out reading her first appearance, she was called spider woman, but. That conflicted with because she was in her own timeline, but when they brought her to the other timelines, that conflicted with the existing Spider Woman, like Julia Carpenter and all those. So um, they changed their name to Spider Gwen. From, from the movies to at least like mainstream audience. It's just because like Spider Gwen doesn't work as a as a superhero name because everyone knows who you are. Knows, yeah. 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 So it's I think yeah, Ghost no, Spider right. makes sense given how she looks. I like the name Ghost Spider, but I just don't think it fits her because like. Even though the look makes sense, it just she's so like personality wise, like very positive, and the ghost has like a weird connotation to it. But I don't know. I guess maybe that's just me. But. Should be something with like dancing or like drumming yeah. or something or like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One like, thing, like the Mary Janes is the perfect name for their band. Yeah. Um. One thing I was thinking of, like in the Spider Verse movie, they could easily like if they're popping in a bunch of different universes, there'd be a, a be cool if they went to one with like all the Gwens or like she saw all the other Gwens and like that, well, they could do what, like that's what the Gwen Verse is about. That's what I mean. Like, well, yeah, that's, that's literally what, what it's about. Is yeah, they can easily go, pop into that and do a spin out time, and they're gonna see. I think they said in the first issue that they're gonna encounter Thor Gwen, and on the cover there's a Captain Marvel Gwen. There's a. Uh, Shouldn't it be like Thera Odin Gwen or something? Or yeah, there's know. a lot of Gwens, like so many. I, I think they've already confirmed. Oh, there's a Wolverine Gwen. There's a there's a Thor Gwen. There's a Captain Marvel Gwen. There's a Night Gwen. Gwen. Land Shark. No. Yeah, there's a Nightbird Gwen. So like, if you remember the Night. <laughs> I know the Night yeah, one. Yeah. Heroes of Yeah, she's coming back for Gwenverse. So a lot of interesting. I, I've always been a fan of that Nightbird Night Gwen character. I think that's one of the most like underrated characters in Marvel right now. Like. If you read that one issue, it was basically a mix of Nightwing and Batgirl into Gwen. Like, that's what it was. And it was, like, really cool. They gave her a really badass design, um, different take on the character. DC's not going to give you Dick and Babs as a couple? Well, we're making the same person. There you go. <laughs> I, I think she was a lesbian in the in this uh, universe. So her girlfriend was Misty Knight, if I'm not mistaken, which is a really, like, I thought it was a really cool couple, like, in the alternate universe timeline. Oh, but dope. yeah. Yeah, Has Misty so, Knight ever dated Moon Knight? I feel like that would be, you know. No, no but there's a, I remember an issue where um of Moon Knight Run where he's like he tries to like 
get it on with with Echo. So uh, that was interesting. Jeez, Moon Knight and Echo. Yeah, he she was undercover as a stripper, and he like blows her cover, and she kind of gives him shit, and then like he he like he like preemptively makes out with her, and she then she like bitch slaps him, and she was like to signify she wasn't like consenting to it, you know Jeez. what I mean? And then she Jeez. she leaves him hanging because like okay. he made an assumption. Yeah, Spectre, what a dog. Exactly, what a dog. Exactly, he, he can guess... blame it, blame it on Conchu. <laughs> <laughs> blame it on Conchu. It was Conchu as well. I haven't seen the trailer yet uh, for Moon Knight. I almost don't want to watch it because, again, I'm I'm watching it regardless. But I heard there's a couple jokes in there. It's like Moon Knight can be funny, but overall, it's like a crazy ass dude. Like, I, I thought it, like, the trailer was good. I thought it was good. Dude. I, I'm excited for the show. I was I'm, just like, I wasn't super impressed with the costume. That's yeah, it should be dark. It should be brighter. I, I, I brighter and have more of like one thing. I think that the the new series does so well and. Excuse me. Shout out to uh, I feel yeah. I feel like I just want to double check if his name is correct. I think it's Alessandro Capuccio, but I'm just gonna double check because I, you know it's important to give credit. Yes, Alessandro Capuccio, the artist of Moon Knight, the current Moon Knight run with Jed McKay. So shout out to uh, to Alessandro the art. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, check it. Check out the moon the new Moon Knight run if you're not if you're not reading seven it. issues in I think. Yeah. 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 So, so the seven issue just came out and it's getting reprinted. And then issue eight, I think, is next week. And they already showed the preview this upcoming week. And they showed the preview that uh, Hunter's Moon is taking over, covering for Moon Knight. So it looks freaking awesome. And if you don't know who Hunter's Moon is, check the series out because he's one of the most exciting new characters in Marvel. And he's he's Egyptian. Uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that his first cover? I th- I, I want to say yes right now, but I'm not 100% sure. We can confirm yeah, that. I'm, I'm not sure. To, I didn't see all the covers. No, no. He's he's on the cover of number three, which is his first appearance. Yeah. Oh, that's him on three? Yeah. Yeah, because he's wearing the armor and everything. And what's cool about Seven is a friend of the Radiant Blackverse, uh, Federico Sabatini, okay, so did the yeah. thing. Yep. And I was going to say, so back to my point. One thing Capuccio did amazing, and Sabatini also did well, like he noticed and continued the legacy, is that there is this, like aura-esque thing about Moon Knight that when he's on a page or he walks because the, the oh. series is dark the series is very dark but when he walks well, it's a midnight like, mission it's not going to be yeah. right but yeah yeah like when he walks and he's wearing white and he's wearing the Mr. Knight getup he kind of glows like he actually you can see yeah yeah. Admits, yeah he kind of like he has this like effect where he kind of glows like it gives him this like it's it's like it's like when you see and you watch the Batman animated series or you read a good Batman comic book and they draw him in the shadows shrouded where you could see his cape and his eyes and it gives him that really scary bat like imagery. I think this does a similar sort of thing for Moon Knight, him being like this being that's come back from the dead, this like this like servant to an Egyptian god. Like it gives him this like this very strange esoteric like aura about him and you can and see he's like i'm not here for superhero stuff yeah. like i'm beyond this this is something yeah. different than your normal costume affair like i'm here for business fist to conchu my own mission yeah and he, and he glows it's just so cool like it, it's almost like moonlight too like at, at, yeah. at night the most of the light that's in the world if there's no electricity is from the moon you know it's, it's like mm. he, he's emitting his own moonlight yeah, yeah, he's glowing. He's literally glowing. Yeah, and it's just really cool. He's like, like it, a pregnant woman got nothing on him. He's glowing and he's just freaking. <laughs> he's owning it. He's follow him on his. You know, there, there is no afterglow. There's just glow from Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
even yeah no uh, the art it's like there's a lot of pages like I, I haven't read a ton of old moon knight comics or previous ones which you know i'm gonna get on it but when he flies through the way they have the cape the, it's the arc and oh they, man B- bill sinkevich's art bill sinkevich's art on moon knight is some of the best like it's just they just it's just iconic honestly like that's just the word i could think i of tweeted a jet there. talking about it on the radiant black podcast which i probably shouldn't have to do my personal account but i was like yeah, every right. like every page of this i want to like hang up on my wall or something like it's that it's amazing yeah no it really is the moon knight series is gorgeous i think i think like i was telling Eddie earlier i think the only issue with the moon knight series and this is my personal take on it is that it's been a bit slow it hasn't like it's been mostly in the same setting. They've just been either in the his office or in the streets. They haven't really yeah. go, gone past him beating up brutes yet. We haven't really progressed the story. Yeah, so far there hasn't yeah. been anything but, any but, larger. Yeah, larger story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no large plot. There's just like the vampires are getting beat. There's people in the neighborhood like fuckery's afoot yeah. basically. But the but, character work is yeah. so good in the writing. The character, and you're exactly. Yeah, you see yeah, Moon Knight in therapy yeah. and stuff like that. You get it. Yeah, yeah. You get to see him. Yeah. And also like he's broken. He's lost a lot of shit. So some old people from his past come I, by I, I find the yeah. best story to be him and him and hunter's moon like for me that's the best part of the story is that whatever he's talking to hunter's moon or they're interacting to see like the juxtaposition between his take on what the fist of country is and then hunter's moon take on what the fist of country is it's really interesting to see yeah, they're how, like different servants yeah. of the same god and yeah it's like Manchurian candidate but they've been brainwashed two different ways <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's really weird like it's just cool and there's the one guy's just like i'll fuck you up if you like try to do this and the other guy's just like but you're like technically my brother yeah so it's just like exactly. a weird dynamic like yeah and it's like uh i don't know it's awesome i, I also love that uh they, they could have just done the generic thing, really just invert color of Hunter's Moon, but they really put some effort into his costume design and made it look unique. I love, like, the the golden armor pieces. I love the ma- the black mask that, uh, like, signifies the Hunter's Moon, which is more black than it is white. I just Everything about him looks really awesome. It's also a full moon. I wonder if that'll ever have if that'll ever have any significance moving forward. But usually Moon Knight is, like, crescents, while Hunter's Moon is a full moon. He'll be throwing like discs at you. They'll slice your head off. I assume like sure, yeah. discs. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's, it's a good point about the full moon. You never know. Um, it's just such a really, it's a really cool series. And like Moon Knight, he's always like the like, I'm not gonna say the word normie, but like the hardcore, the hardcore like they they love Moon Knight. Know what's up? Like it's like he people call him Marvel's Batman, but like. It's that's not, that's not accurate there's, there's so more to it more, than that there's so much more layers to, to him like in the very shallow sense if we're just talking yeah he's a guy who's kind of crazy dressed up as like a superhero fights and, and fights crime like that's his comparison to batman sure and he's good at martial arts yeah sure and the batarangs in the moon but, in the night yeah yeah but they're so different like yeah they're both rich there's also another comparison but they're so different they're so different like there's so much more to moon knight than just the batman comparison and there's also so much more to batman than you know just the moon knight comparison so they're both very well developed heroes with very unique uh, characteristics and i if you think if you've been hesitant to check out a moon knight run because a you don't know much about the character or b you 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 just think you know he's this very shallow character i i i highly recommend you check out the new moon knight series by jed mckay and alessandro capuccio it's a perfect starting point for new readers and it's just it's just great in every way really and really just immersive I'll call him Marvel's Batman once he gets a uh, moonmobile. <laughs> he has the, the helicopter with Frenchie. Yeah. No. All right. No, I, yeah, we, we've gushed about Moon Knight. The, 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 the trailer, you know, I, I, 
I just hope it lives up to it. Oscar Isaac, he deserves a decent comic role after previous time stuck as I've been doing this. I mean, Ethan Hawke is the villain, too. So that's already two really big actors. And I don't think they had signed up for a shit show. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to bring to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, Book of Boba Fett, Moon Knight. Unfortunately, Matt still hasn't seen Peacemaker, and Ali, I don't think, are you caught up? I'm not caught up. I'm on that episode, too. I I think Peacemaker is honestly the best show on TV right now. I heard the intro sucks. No, the intro is is like one of the best intros (laughs) I know. Yeah, so if you you haven't seen Peacemaker, I highly, like, it's perfect. It's all, for me, it's perfect. For me, it's everything that I want from a show like Peacemaker. I think one thing, and we probably already talked about this before, but one thing i'm not going to spoil any details because i really want these guys to check it out it's it's really good but one thing that really impressed me personally was i think vigilante has a future i think if they don't kill vigilante off and i'm not saying that because there is a chance to kill him off for those of you who haven't seen it so far there's no hints as to whether he'll die or not but i'm just saying you never know with james gunn you know motherfuckers crazy so if vigilante <laughs> makes it through this show i think he has a future in the dcu because freddie stroma just plays vigilante amazingly he doesn't play him anything like his comic book self. Like, this is a very different take, a unique take on Vigilante, but it's perfect. It works for this segment of the DCU that that James Gunn has con- constructed. It's perfect. I've really enjoyed Freddy Stroma. I think one of the things I've noticed a lot amongst uh, a chatter about Peacemaker is how amazing his performance has been and how so many people are are so into vigilante so if i've seen a lot of artwork get done about vigilante a lot of people buying vigilante it's been on some hot list there's just been just a lot of talk about vigilante in general and it's awesome because i've always been a big vigilante fan so that's awesome a peacemaker i mean john cena i've i've honestly never seen him as good as this like if you thought he was a good wrestler he's an even better actor here i can't believe i'm saying that but he's he's his comedic timing is perfect like there are so many scenes in the future episodes where, and even in the first ones, but like there's so many scenes in future episodes that I've re- I've watched some episodes twice because of how good John Cena is. Just like his comedic timing is perfect. Some of the scenes are iconic. Like seriously, some of the scenes are embedded into my memory. I'll never forget them. There's one scene in the most recent episode where something happens on screen and the camera zooms into like John Cena's face and, and uh, Vigilante's face in the way where they're just so surprised and he's looking at this John. He's just like, what the fuck? And it's just like, it's the perfect facial expression. Like he's just he's just fantastic. I don't know. The man understood the role well, and he's delivering. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see more Peacemaker. I really hope this show gets a season two. I love everybody on the cast. Like seriously, every single person on the Peacemaker cast is is giving us such an awesome show. And um, I don't know, it's ten out of ten for me, man. Seriously, that's, like that's right. Awesome I, I I James no one takes a wrestler and makes a, a, finds a better role for them than James Gunn. <laughs> That's true. Like I'm hoping maybe The Rock one day his uh, fledgling career will take off and he'll be in a good movie if uh, James Gunn directs <laughs> and writes it. But no, I, I'm not shaking on The Rock. Hey, if you can make a bunch of money doing shitty movies, I would I wouldn't turn that down myself. But no, uh, I've just I've watched John Cena as a wrestler and big part of wrestling and being a big star is having that charisma on the mic and usually being funny in a lot of ways. And John Cena is hilarious. And that's why I always wonder why the rock never got a role that could like fit the charisma of the rock character. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's nice to see because I love suicide squad. The suicide squad is one oh, of my favorite if you, movies. If you liked suicide squad, I think you'll like peacemaker. Oh yeah. No question. Yeah. I just don't have HBO yeah. max. But right like, like, like peacemaker is so, 
so good. I don't know. I was just blown away. Like, I was surprised. I think it's on Crave, too. So if you have some, if you know someone who has Crave, you could do that. That one-week sign-up bullshit. <laughs> I might have to snag a free trial. Wait, no. wait for it to finish and then binge it all in a week. Uh, it's, it's like six it's, episodes, it's, right? Total? Yeah, it's it's eight total, and it's six out so far. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I just haven't watched it. And that's when you want to get the whole family together, right? Watch it, little cousins, the uh, sons it's, and it's daughters. Really, it's show. really, it's really, it's a good family show if everyone's an adult, but it's very R-rated. There's a lot of, yeah. like, uh, swearing, you know, yeah. some images. It's James Gunn. When James Gunn doesn't have the Disney shackles on. Dude, that, that scene, have you seen, there's a scene, like, where there's a briefing, and then there's, like, oh, my, I don't want to spoil it, but my, it, it's just so funny. Like, it's just, like, so... He described it as a workplace comedy, and at first I was like, I thought he was exaggerating. I can see that. It, it is a workplace comedy. It like, really that. is. It's a genuine workplace comedy. And one thing he said that surprised me, I think, I don't know if James Gunn said this, but I read this in an interview somewhere, that uh, Jennifer Holland, his wife, who plays Amelia Harcourt, which is one of the main characters and badass characters of the show, uh, I heard that she's going to be in the Shazam, or sorry, in the Black Adam movie. So oh, it's interesting. Okay. it's interesting to see some connectivity um you know across maybe she'll be in Shazam too with the other kids that'll be through finished college by the time that movie comes out too so that'd be cool <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm excited for cool. Shazam too as well man I'm really excited for that I, really I love Shazam yeah. the first one yeah Shazam first one was great yeah it's what superhero movies I'm not gonna say what they should be but like as a kid like I'm happy that they exi- I would be happy they existed it had that kind of like sincerity of a Spider-Man like uh, the Raimi Spider-Man movies where it's like, yeah, these are the kind of the special things and like the earnestness and like a kind of coming of age tale and then returning to your itself and then coming of age again when you say Shazam. But no, it, it was, it's really fun. I highly recommend Shazam to anyone that didn't see it. But if you're listening to this, you've probably seen Shazam. It's great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to, I think this has been a good episode. We covered a lot, but just to end here, we're going to talk about some developments in the reading black community. First of all, the new solicits for April have come out for, and this was a week ago for Image Comics, and we got Rating Black issue 14 covers. As we mentioned earlier, Rating Black issue 14 cover A is this gorgeous Marcel Acosta cover that is homaging the Incredible Hulk um, cover by Todd McFarlane. I believe Incredible Hulk number 340. So it's a homage of Incredible Hulk number 340. If if you're a comic book collector who's been collecting comics for you know, while you know exactly what that cover is, it's iconic. It's that cover where um, Wolverine is on, you know, pointing his, his reflected claws. in the claws. Yeah, yeah, reflecting the claws. Uh, Hulk's yeah. reflecting the claws. Yeah, yeah, it's Hulk's cool. reflecting. Yeah, it's amazing. And we finally get the cover, right? The Sabatini, the one twenty-five, yes. man. We finally get yeah. it. Yeah, we've been I'm waiting. wondering when that when that will finally appear. I'm hyped, man, because that's an awesome. It's a really special cover to to me, uh, to us on the podcast, because it was the one that we got to reveal to the world. People were super cool about that. I'm definitely, I hope that becomes a poster one day, but if not, I'm definitely going to frame an issue and put it on my wall because, you know, I'm in love with it. It's been in my phone background for several months now, and I look at it every day, and it's never gotten old. It only gets more awesome. Yeah, no, seriously, and I'm very excited. I'm going to have to grab my hands on one or two, maybe hang one on the wall for display, but yeah, no, um, we got an awesome cover C125 by Sabatini, the cover that we um, got to show off earlier on that was gifted to us as uh, Radium Black artwork for the podcast, which we appreciate. And, and the cover B is really rad yeah. in its own right. Oh, yeah. And it's, of course, by another Matt. Uh, Matt Griffin did cover B. Cover so, yeah. Um, the Legion of Matts, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that Matt Griffin cover B is awesome. I see a lot of 
to hype and chatter about it on Twitter. A lot of people were impressed with that cover. And, you know, Raiden Black just continuing the, the streak with the, with the epic covers. You know, it's almost like this is what you come to expect from the series. It always delivers when it comes to fantastic... Um, it's almost like three guys gush about how amazing the covers are every issue and they've never improved and has had any any reason to say otherwise because they've all been awesome. This one's got like mystic vibes, the way he's holding the radiant. It kind of reminds me of like yeah. something Doctor Strange would do or something like that. And like the sparks coming off of him, it's almost like those like things you'd see at the Discovery Center and you put your hand on, they have like the sparks that go towards your finger. Like I I like it. The lighting's weird. It's it's such a it's like a really realistic render of Radiant Black too. Like uh, the way it's drawn with like the lack of like a bunch of line work. I I I really dig this one. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. Really, really well done cover. The effects are beautiful. And uh, yeah, anyway, we just wanted to conclude this episode with a few announcements for the podcast. First of all, we want to say a heartfelt and sincere thank you to everyone who's part of the Rainy Black Discord. The Rainy Black Discord has been, you know, just the community we've been trying to um, foster, yeah, foster, facilitate, grow, and just be a part of since we put together this whole podcast. And it's been such a, a an amazing part of being part of this community and getting to know everyone. And we just want to say a special thank you to some of the people who, you know, are part of the everyday people like. Um, you know, our, our amazing moderators, we got Marty Stoke, Matt Martin, you know, the the one and only amazing moderator is always there to help everybody. Everyone knows who he is. We got Rajola, everyone knows who he is too. He's he's been extremely useful and always on top of things. Um and then beyond the moder and Matt, of course, and beyond the moderators, we've got um we've got some of the members here who've been active with us every day, who've been always contributing to discussions we've got uh we've got kelvin we've got <laughs> all right sorry it's just there's just so many messages we've got septic knave we've got marty obviously jds10 some guy named joe um aaron f17 melanie i'm gonna play G. the oscar music pretty soon <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, or the graduation music both work um with, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As Soupman, Pranger, you know, there's some recent uh, people who joined, and you know, just these are the people who are active with us every day. So we just wanted to give a special shout out to those. Also, special shout out to Erin, Erin uh, Fraser, who just got her first, who got the first giveaway reward from the Raining Black podcast. So congratulations mm-hmm. again. I hope you enjoyed it. She told me she was very pleased. So I'm very, I'm very happy. Uh, but yeah, just, I heard that she hated. It. It's like, oh, Radiant Black. I thought this was the, uh, you know, the Firepower server. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, we we won't forget uh, Anomaly Six One Six, Captain Clavicle. Um, who who else have we got here? The thing. There's just so many people. Snakebite. You know, all you guys. We, Dave Downski. We we see all you guys active folks destruction up. You guys are super awesome. And if any of you guys do anything bad in the future, we officially disavow right now. <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah last but not least uh massive verse central so yeah shout out to everybody um thank you guys for being part of this amusing community thank you for always being active talking about radiant black massive verse rogue sun super massive whatever you know whatever it is we always enjoy your discussions and we're just going to conclude by saying we're going to celebrate the one year anniversary of radiant black with a radiant black trivia night and a radiant black tier list on February 11th, you know, Friday, February 11th at 9 PM Eastern. So what we're going to do is we're going to go live 
uh, with video. We're going to create a tier list together with the community. We're going to discuss it as a community. Just talk, have a good time. You know, tier list basically like S, A, B, C, D, E, and just rank all the current Radiant Black characters in terms of which ones are our favorites, which ones have good power sets, you know, all that good stuff, that nerdy stuff we love to talk about. And then after we do the tier list, which we'll celebrate and uh, record and put in the Discord, we'll, we'll put the completed list in the Discord and share it with everyone, and we'll probably upload the video if we can to YouTube at some point. After we create the tier list, we're going to do a, a live Radiant Black trivia night, which shouldn't be too, too long, I think 30 to 40 minutes play maybe even less we'll play a game of radiant black trivia we've already discussed most of the rules in the discord so if you're not in the discord check it out i'll put the link in the radiant black uh, podcast channel on podbean and on the episode description you easily find uh, your way it's open to everybody and um yeah so just play the game um every single question is going to be about radiant black maybe one or two questions will be about the discord but uh, we're trying to keep it mostly radiant black so all you have to have known is to read the comic basically um, and if you win, you there's a chance that, uh, so yeah, there's a chance for a prize. If you win, you get a Radiant Black number one Aaron Bartling variant. It's a pretty cool variant. It's an exclusive variant. So um, it's not exactly, like not everyone got one. So, so. I'll be playing as well because uh, I really <laughs> want to win that. So yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, we got, we got bonus Masudo. We got Michael asking if he could play. So uh, <laughs> I mean, if we got Michael playing, I'd say it's only fair game. Jesus, I didn't know that. And, and yeah. I think he knows a thing or two about Radiant Black. So it might be hard to meet him. <laughs> This is going to be a true test of his knowledge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so everyone... He'll be trolling. Like, oh, that's the character we kill in issue 13 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's coming. That may or may not be the character we killed in issue 13. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, guys, uh, thank you for everything for our first year of Radio Black. Thank you to you guys for joining me, uh, you know, uh, creating this podcast. It's been so much fun covering Radiant Black, and we're always looking forward to year two. Obviously, Wednesday is going to be a big day because it's the first episode. Uh, sorry, it's the first issue of 2022, man. I feel like it's been ages. Like the last issue we got was December 2022. It was before Christmas. Yeah, and it was almost like it came out quick because we it was uh, the issue before was delayed, so it was like a three week wait, and now this one was uh, the larger wait. But luckily, we had the super massive interview to really break things up for us. But yeah, I'm craving a new issue, and I'm happy to get our first issue of 2022 for a year two. Yeah, and anyway, so yeah, if you haven't, that's actually a good thing you brought that up. If you haven't checked out the the uh, super massive interview we did with Michael with Michael Basudel, Kyle Higgins, Ryan Parrott, and Matt Groom, check it out. Awesome. Uh, interview with all the creators of the titles you know rogue sun supermassive radium black we've got all the writers themselves and um yeah so thank you everyone for joining us any last things you guys want to add before we call it no thanks for listening and uh really hyped on year two i can't wait to see what else they're going to blow our minds with yeah, yeah and just, uh, thanks i just wanted to thank everybody in the discord thank you guys uh for doing the podcast and uh, thanks to all the listeners and let's let's keep it going for year two i'm excited yeah thanks and yeah year two man the hype is unreal excel's coming shears coming we've got a whole radio rogues i mean radio rogues that's brilliant i don't know about that but that's just fucking brilliant we got a spin-off we got radio red popping off soon too image image right image uh like number one with radiant black on the cover that's huge and then we've got the return of firepower there's just so much to look forward to right now in comics in 2022 and that's just indie comics and last but not least, just promise the last thing, we are also doing another giveaway for those of you who are interested in, you know, just being more involved with the community and just getting some prizes. Uh, stay tuned on the podcast. Once we hit 400 followers on Twitter and uh, 325 followers on Instagram, 
you know, whichever one first, it doesn't matter, but preferably 400 followers on Twitter. We're going to we're gonna give away Radiant Black Volume 2, Trey Baberback, so, which collects issues number 7 to 12. So if you want a chance at getting Radiant Black Volume 2, all you got to do is follow us on Twitter and just send us a message in the inbox of who your favorite Radiant is, just like the first giveaway. Your favorite Radiant is, you know, Radiant Pink. Just say Radiant Pink and you're in. That's it. Simple as that. Anyways, thank you everyone for joining us. Have a great time. Stay Radiant.